please command of you are our last hope. everybody to back in my day once again i'm david petrangelo in uh what are we in now getting into two and a half months of uh staying home through this insane pandemic situation um this week i'm lucky enough to be joined by michael r power and ian walter welcome back again guys um uh, we're, we're recording our last couple episodes back to back but uh everyone seems to be doing okay so far which is good um health is good which is what's really important at the moment um as much as we feel isolated and everything we do have lots to watch play read all that kind of stuff but um again off the top first and foremost thank you to everybody who is keeping us healthy and safe especially healthcare workers essential workers all of that it doesn't matter where you're from all of that matters, and that's why we're lucky enough to be able to do something as silly as recording a podcast online <laughs> in separate <laughs> locations. So, um, agreed. Yeah, exactly. That's really what it comes down to. So, a big thank you again, as always. And um, with the opportunities that we do have, we've been playing and watching a few things. Um, I, I'll, I'll start first, just so I can get this out of the way a little bit, and, and pimp our, uh, our now somewhat frequently used twitch channel of back in my day games um i have my original xbox set up to my computer so i can stream old xbox games which for whatever reason i never got rid of the old xbox i got rid of my n64 which was a silly idea and um now i have a chance to play a bunch of xbox games that i have uh, had over the years i started playing a little bit of nhl hits but i started streaming Ninja Gaiden, the first one that was sort of like a remake after about, I want to say 15 or 20 years that came up with this 3D version of it. Um, anyway, so I'm playing that and uh, man, this used to be the game that was like the greatest looking game ever. And it looks good, but it doesn't look great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, understandably. How old it is. Yeah, understandably. It's, it's almost 20 years old now, I'm pretty sure. So um I think maybe 17 or 16 years old. So um, it still plays really well. Like it's still cool. You get a lot of really cool combos and you can get different um, abilities and, uh, and weapons and all that kind of stuff. I'm still only about, I want to say maybe five or six hours into it. And uh, my old saves are still saved on the hard drive of the Xbox. And I've noticed that in those old saves, it's like a minimum of like a 15 to 20 hour game. So it's going to take me some time to get through it and stuff, but I definitely am going to commit myself and, I'm going to keep playing this. So I'm going to probably, uh, because of my work schedule, I have some mornings and afternoons during the week, which is awkward timing for people to watch if they want to. But they'll be up there and I'll try and post some sort of highlights and things like that as well if we get a chance to. But it's a cool game. It's just uh, the biggest thing to struggle with is, one, it's a difficult game. It's it's actually pretty hard to to defeat a lot of the enemies and stuff. Um, And the camera is is super frustrating sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, those old Xbox games—they definitely didn't have the cameras figured out back then. <laughs> well, you know, they have the—they have the dual sticks, but the 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 right the right joystick automatically puts you in first-person view. It doesn't actually move the camera, so every time you want to see around a corner or something, you have to like hit the right trigger for the camera to automatically fix itself behind the character. So. 
it's just sort of like an awkward way of doing it. The fixed camera idea in a lot of ways like makes things look more cinematic. And that's a lot of like what Resident Evil has done in the past and all that. So I get that, but it almost makes it more difficult because sometimes there's an enemy behind you or around the corner that you would be able to see in a game if this was made, you know, this year or something. So, um, oh, that's but, interesting. Yeah, but it's a fun game. It's I, I still really have enjoyed it. Now that I've sort of got back into the groove of the way that <laughs> that it works with the camera and all that, it's uh, it's been super fun. So I'm going to keep playing Ninja Gaiden on, on the original Xbox. Um, how about uh, how about yourself, uh, Mike? What's what have you been watching, playing, or um, so we talked about uh, Shadow of the Colossus in a few episodes ago. Yep. Uh, something I've been playing, and I finished that game. And I think I gave the game very high praise when we talked about it before, and I just want to give it some high praise again. As a classic game, I don't know how I missed it, but I'm so happy I went back and played it. Um, just a great game. Listen to it, previous episodes if you want our thoughts on it. And other than that, I haven't been playing too much. I'm still going back and playing old games. I've been playing this game called... Um, so we're still playing a lot of Animal Crossing, what I want to say. And then yes. when I'm not playing that, I'm trying to go back and play some, some older games... Uh, for my PlayStation, I'm playing 2064 read-only memories right now, and I'm streaming a little bit of it on our on our um, channel there. And it's like a it's really old school game. When I booted it booted up, Wife Power said like, "How old is that game?" <laughs> but it, it's only from like 2015, but it's yeah. designed to look like a really really old um, point and click adventure game with like a cyberpunk theme to it. So it's 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 fun. It's mostly dialogue basically and then you're pointing and clicking on items and people and dial and having dialogue basically and trying to um, uncover some like mystery so it's kind of like a mini adventure point click adventure game kind of like monkey island style a little bit so right that's fun those kind of games you don't see many of them yeah you don't see many of those games anymore so as a back in my day thing even though it's a newer game it kind of fits i thought um and then for movies, I was about the movies. I watched three documentaries that I think think will fit the um, the theme of this show, because two of them are the Star Wars documentaries that shipped with the Last Jedi and the Rise of Skywalker. Yep. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen those, but the one is called The Director and the Jedi. That's the one from The Last Jedi. That's about following Ryan Johnson around on creating the last jedi and i really really liked that documentary i don't know if you talked about it before dave but we did a whole month of star wars talk or yeah, yeah i don't think <laughs> i don't think we talked about it but uh but i've seen it i think i told you through text the last week or whatever that um i think i've watched it because I, I purchased last jedi when it came out and that came with it mm. so I've, I've owned that for the last year and a half or something and i've watched it like four times yeah, it's, it's so i love awesome. it i love it i mean i love that movie but like that it's actually a very good uh, follow along for the production, and it's not yes. just Ryan Johnson, but it mostly is. But mostly I like him; he's sort of a, a fun guy to follow. Like he's kind of quirky and, and funny and stuff. But um, it's it, a really it well done. Yeah, it really helps me come to terms with a lot of the decisions that were made on the Last Jedi. And like, sure, I, I appreciate. Like I, I said in my Letterbox review, like I actually like this documentary more than the movie, but it makes me appreciate the movie a lot more because I understand that this. Even if I don't agree with the decisions, I understand that, like, why he made them, and he's coming from a place of like, you know, 
good and trying to do something interesting and a place of love and not trying to ruin star wars like people think right so yeah yeah there was no yeah, there um, was no ill intent there yeah i definitely no, got to check no. that one out for sure you got to that one out. yeah it, it, it even talks to, to mark hamill about him grappling how like this is not how he you know foresaw the Imagine end of character it. yeah yeah they he, have that he, clip in there of him saying i didn't agree with this yeah he basically didn't agree but he came around, and so I'm sort of coming around the same way that Mark Hamill kind of came Mike around. Mike is Mark Hamill. Yeah, I, well, I wish it was Mark Hamill. I also got to hand it to Mark Hamill from a pure, like, professional standpoint. Like, his performances in both those films were so good, despite maybe how he feels about the franchise. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And someone asked him, like, it's you, it's your character. And he said, no, it's not my character. They just let me rent it for a little bit, and then I give it back, right? Right. So I thought that was interesting. And then the other um, documentary, the Skywalker legacy, which is like the same idea, but a special feature on the rise of Skywalker follows JJ Abrams and interviews some cast and crew. Um, this one did not really help me come to terms with the movie, like the plot of the movie, but it did make me appreciate the behind the scenes and all the effort that went into the movie and just how like amazing and like high quality top, first class everyone who works on these star wars movies are and like how hard they work just to entertain us you know what i mean it's pretty amazing yeah um, just for a couple of hours that's really yeah cool. how they would they would make almost everything you see in the movies made practically but even though yeah. they have the cg it, it probably must much cheaper and they have the technology to make it all cg and probably look almost as good they made like practically the giant snake in the like the scent in the in the sinking sand scene. Yeah, I was surprised Bobby Frick. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. Well, it sort of Frick. goes back to what makes Star Wars great in the first place, right? It was all yeah. about practical effects mixed with, you know, the spectacular CGI and whatever they're able to do. But it was a lot, a lot of it was rooted in, like, physical props. Yeah, because they had to back then, right? That was, it's almost like, it's almost like when you're forced yeah. into a decision, you're forced to make a creative or come up with a creative solution that can sometimes enhance the movie, right? Mm -hmm. And that's yeah, that, what happened with like things like Star Wars and Jaws and all that. Yeah, and that's certainly something that I appreciated about the Mandalorian when I was looking at. I think they had a featurette on how they were making and stuff, and just seeing how they were using the similar sort of miniature spaceship props and the way they were filming the the flying in space, similar to the original trilogy. That mm -hmm. was something that I thought was pretty cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So those two extras um, are if you have the DVD, and they're also on Disney Plus. So I would highly recommend those if you're a Star Wars fan like us. I just watched them to sort of complete our Star Wars watch, and I really got to say they give me more appreciation for those movies for sure. For sure. Yeah. They really they um, really take the time to uh, to pay attention to the people that you don't you don't know their name, you don't know what they do, like all the really deep behind the scenes stuff, which is always. Super interesting to be able to watch. Yeah, that's Just awesome. Seeing how many people it took to make those movies is like astonishing. Um, yeah, and I guess I'll spring springboard off that, or, or unless you yeah. want to just finish your list, because uh, um, mine's Star Wars related. So <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say one more documentary. Yeah, go for it. Never surrender the the documentary about the Galaxy Quest movie. I must say that standing here in your presence. It's the greatest honor we could ever have hoped to achieve in our lifetimes. That's, I really appreciate that. Would you guys look for another shoe that looks like this, please? Sir, I am Lank, Senior Requisition Officer. 
Before we travel to the ship, please let me know if you have any requirements. Weapons, documents, personnel. Um, uh, Coca-Cola, do you have one of those? Sir, I am Teb. <laughs> I would like to explain the history between our people and the Saris Dominion in greater detail. Because I loved Galaxy Quest, and so this movie's on Amazon Prime. It came out recently, but it's about a movie from 1999, Galaxy Quest. And if you love Galaxy Quest, like I did, um, it's a good documentary because it puts you... It, it's funny. It's funny to watch, and it gets you back in the... Makes you want to watch Galaxy Quest again, but you learn some things about the movie, like how it was supposed to be rated R, and they were like dropping f bombs for the whole movie, but then they cut it back, and that's why it's PG. And maybe not grateful because I may not have seen it if it was rated R, right? And yeah, you know, they didn't want yeah. Tim Allen originally, and they wanted um, oh, what's his name? Fish, Fish, Wanda, um, Klein, uh, Kevin Klein. Oh, Kevin Klein. Yeah, they wanted him, and you know, mm. the Ivan. Crazy to think what a different movie it would have been. Yeah. And um, Harold Ramis, sorry, was supposed to direct the movie, oh, and man. he left over the like casting choices and stuff like that. So, it, it's a good documentary. Like, those are fun things to watch. Fun kind of behind the scenes. It's always fun to watch like behind the scenes kind of stuff when they give you a lot of access, and when it comes out like, especially when it comes out far after the movie came out, and they can kind of like really speak truth about all going on, all that really? went on, and uh, especially if it's about the movie you like. So th that's another good documentary. Man, as, as good as that, as much as I love that movie, I kind of want to see the Harold Ramis version now. I know. <laughs> I know, it was so good. But that movie was so good, and like, it, I don't know, it, it, it's like, it's embraced, it like makes fun of sort of the fandom of like, the things like Star Trek, but it was totally embraced by like, the same fans that it kind of like pokes fun at, and I, was, I find that kind of interesting. But that's that the best yeah. way to do a parody where it's like, you're, yeah, you, you want to make fun of yourself, but you don't want yeah, to do it exactly. like laughing at, like laughing mm -hmm. with. Yes, exactly. And that nails that. Yeah, it's kind of like. Yeah, they're not trying to mock them, you know? Right. Yeah. They're not trying to like belittle you or in any way, right. really. It's more so just like, hey, look how ridiculous all of this is. Like, yeah, you can tell people that made the movie, yes. that, that made the movie actually loved Star Trek, right? Like, you can right. tell. Like, they're not like making fun of it. They're making this movie because they loved Star Trek. And so they know. And they can make those sort of inside jokes. So, I don't know. That Galaxy Quest, we should maybe do a Galaxy Quest. Like, maybe when it comes out, we'll talk about it a bit. Because uh, that was definitely one of my favorite movies. Yeah, that's yeah. something that I have a huge blind spot for. I think I've seen it, like, once way back hey, in the day. there's but... a potential idea for a watch-along. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that actually a is one. a good one. That's yeah. a good one. The cast is amazing in that movie. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, but, there's like, so many Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. And uh, right. Alan Rickman, of course. Alan Rickman, yeah. yeah. Um, but I guess if uh, I'm going to mention some of mine, what I've been up to during the, the quarantine, I'll stay in space for a while. And uh, we'll head on back over to the Star Wars side of things because I was uh, using my free time. Well, not so much free time, but just like, you know, just you time. Know, keep, keep your mind <laughs> occupied home. anyway. Yeah. Um, with finally finishing the Clone Wars animated series, which ah. I thought was... Uh, was a, a great show. It's obviously a, a very long show inside of uh, seven seasons now, with the final season having just finished on Disney Plus. But uh, just watching through even season six was so intense. And then how are they going to follow that up with a final season? And just watching it, like without really spoiling it for anyone, it's just it really enhanced the whole era of the prequel era of star wars in my mind like just 
you know, we've recently gone back and watched those films and kind of adds a little bit of context to what's going on inside of the Clone Wars. I thought it was really great. I'm working uh, my way through this too, very slowly, but I'm, I'm way far behind it. I think I'm in season three or four or something. Yeah. And you notice how it kind of jumps around, right? Like, yeah. There's actually a way, like, I didn't do that. I just pressed play on Netflix and whatever, and then now on Yeah, Disney that's Plus. what I've been doing. But uh, just just let it run through its course. But there is kind of a weird way that you can look up how to watch a chronological order, and it makes a little bit more sense. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Because they do jump around on the timeline uh, quite a bit. I think season three or four, they start going back to like the beginning of the clones. Um and started like fleshing out some of those characters, some of the the main clone characters like Rex right. and Cody and all that. So um, all the but, all the uh, all the hype around how how it ended and stuff. Are you on the same page about how how it was really well done? That's what I keep seeing. Mm. It was fantastic, and I'll just say without really spoiling it. I mean, there's 12 episodes in the uh, final season, season seven, and you know it, the, the timeline. It's bringing it closer to Revenge of the Sith. So. In those right. first eight episodes, it's like mini arcs. So it's like the first four episodes are kind of tied together, and then the middle four are like a separate kind of arc, and then the final four. And uh, with the with the first eight, I would say like you're kind of watching, going, these are good episodes, but they're like they could have been in an earlier season. Like they could have been. They're kind of like you're wondering how is this kind of going to amount to a final a finale. But then when mm. you get to episodes 9 through 12, which I would argue if someone was not like sure if they wanted to get into all seven seasons, you could probably show them the very end, those final four episodes, because it's done in a very cinematic way. Uh, they're a bit longer than the traditional episode. And so those final four episodes, are they even add in like the, the cinematics and some of the score from the, uh, from the Star Wars films. So it's, it's like... It's like watching those final four episodes. Like you're really like like blown away by like the production value in them, uh, nice. and and I mean this the show in general is very well done animation wise, but th- this just had more of a cinematic feel to it. So those final four episodes are like really tying into what's going on in Revenge of the Sith and the sort of the end of the prequel era. I knew, I'm gonna get to it. I know. <laughs> I, I haven't even started any of the Star Wars cartoon tv shows except for that clone wars one that was more like the samurai jack um, oh, art those style. are so good i watched those uh it, but i've actually been going back and watching all the marvel cartoons on disney plus but maybe i should switch over and do star wars yeah i mean there, there's lots to dig into either way i wish they had actually those old those uh old clone wars um anime style ones those were so good yeah they don't have those i owned those back in the day i don't know why i mean i think on dvd or something i don't know why i don't have them should have held on to them they were great and the other thing i'd mention about those is of course uh, dave filoni who is kind of the mastermind behind all these animated series and now um also working with john favreau on the mandalorian so Mm -hmm. i'd be really like I'd I'd put a large i'd put all my money on the fact that the stories inside of the final season are definitely going to tie into events as you kind of watch the stories unfold in the live action television universe or galaxy. So, I mean, like I, I, I could only imagine that some of these characters are going to pop up in live action now that we have the Mandalorian. Yeah. They've made a couple some of announcements of shows. that there's a couple. Yeah. They've said that there's a couple characters that are going to show up. Um, but again, I don't know enough about them because I haven't watched the full 
full thing. And the craziness of it, yeah. too, is that, um, you know, we got new characters introduced, like Ahsoka Tano is a big popular character inside yeah. of the Clone Wars, and then popping up in a completely different era within Star Wars, which is the original trilogy era, or a show called Rebels. So, I mean, they've, they've, they've got all these intricate stories that kind of play off events that happened in the, in the Clone Wars. Now we've got the series Rebels, and then that's going to carry forward into beyond the original trilogy and the Mandalorian and all these other shows that they're going to be releasing, right? So it's 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 kind of a crazy time to be a Star Wars fan. I know we said that Honestly, towards yeah, the end of last year, but, I mean, it, it just seems like they're really dedicated to, to fleshing out the, the galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like and, we and never stop talking about Star Wars. I know it's like we can't we can't escape it, but I'm okay with that. I don't know about you guys, oh, yeah. but I'm okay with that. <laughs> I mean, hey, if there's if there's new stuff to talk about, I mean, I would go back and talk about all the uh, the films as well as all this other stuff. But just the fact that there's new stuff, like stuff that kind of you can dissect with fresh eyes, I think mean, that's that's one of the better parts. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, and they're keeping it with with like you mentioned with a lot of the same people, so. You kind of trust where they might be taking the stories, or at least there's there's confidence in that and stuff too, right? So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so we have just a few minutes, but I wanted to mention um, a couple of dates that we haven't gotten to in, in a while. It's been actually maybe even, oh my god, maybe a month and a half or two months since we've done something like this because you know time is irrelevant now that we're all stuck at home. So <laughs> it feels like um, we have. Uh, a couple of we'll go back to sort of our, our tried and true uh segment of, of date release dates and stuff um speaking of star wars there's a whole lot of star wars releases around this time of year so like mid to late may which is always big for you know pour one out for movie theaters i guess for now but um always big movie releases so between uh the middle of may on may 16th all the way down to the end of may we have the original trilogy or not the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy all released in that time frame, And um, almost all of the movies came out in May. So it's sort of like this sad, but nostalgic time at the same time that we sort of missed all these big release dates. And uh, Ian, you're, you're, you mentioned that Phantom Menace, which came out on May 19th in 99. Um, you went how many times was it again? Like five, <laughs> six times or something? <laughs> six yeah, times or something? Good, good call. You remember that? Yeah, I went seven times, and that was seven. Uh, <laughs> uh, the most obviously that I've ever seen a movie in theaters was seven, and then uh, the Dark Knight was six until we saw it, uh, Mike, um, mm. and then that put it up to seven. So I'm tied, Dark Knight and uh, the Phantom Menace. It's yeah, awesome. So we had a uh, we did like a, this like trivia this like virtual trivia we're doing in and the one character that I didn't get was the pod racer guy that's like Anakin's nemesis. So I guess you would know. Oh, Sebulba? Yeah, Sebulba. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no idea. That was so um, hard. Um, yeah. He had the coolest looking uh, pod racer too. The big orange X basically is what it was. Sebulba. I'll never forget it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just okay, Mike, you can, you can uh, you can play as them when uh, when the pod racer game comes out the oh, switch, yes. which I think is yeah that looks like, like it's gonna be cool. Yeah, it looks like they're they're really sort of revamping it. It's a- end of May or, or early June that's supposed to be coming out. So um, I don't know how much longer I'm gonna be a hold be able to hold out not having a switch. Oh, you gotta get one, man. Go. <laughs> that's gonna be um, the uh, the ultimate. I'd wager your your next date, but uh, I don't know if you want me to guess. 
Go for it, I guess. I, I'm just sort of looking at a list and pick those because we were... May 21st. May 21st? What do we got on May 21st? My favorite Star Wars film, The Empire Strikes Back. There it oh, is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a thing, right? Like, we have literally six Star Wars movies between May 16th and... Uh, what do I have as the last date here? Uh, May 25th. All, the 25th like, is the, the OG it, is yeah is Return of the Jedi and and the original. Um, well, May is Star Wars month because May uh, is May Star Wars fourth, month. Right? Exactly. So then you're May the fourth be with you. Yeah, Revenge of the Fifth. Revenge, Revenge of, of the, the Sixth. Uh, yeah, <laughs> May May twenty sixth. I don't know whatever something. And like actually, that. while while we're on the subject of May, May fourteenth just passed. That was George Lucas's birthday. The, That's right. Thank the Maker. Thank the Maker. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. We watched a little bit, a little bit more. Uh, well, I mean, I, I finished it, but we were watching episode three the other day, and uh, man, it's it's a better movie. It's still still a better movie than than it probably almost deserves to be in some ways. But sometimes, man, his writing is not it's not nice. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, great. I think I think that the one thing I cling to probably as just a diehard fan and a lover of Star Wars is. It always comes down to like the story, not necessarily the uh, the dialogue or the exposition around that. Yeah, like it's it's totally. more so like the the overall like mythology of it all that yeah. really attracts me to it. So I, I can forgive a lot of things inside the prequels, but I I do believe that the revenge the revenge of the Sith is my favorite out of those three. Yeah, so. same. I think it totally means that. Well, maybe episode one. I don't. Know. Anyways, I was watching it again only a few a few uh, months removed from the last time we did the rewatch back uh, late last year. And uh, I don't know, man, I, it's like, uh, it's still, it's still a prequel movie, but it's not a completely unenjoyable film either. Right. Like there is still Star Wars. Something. Yeah. It's still Star Wars. Yeah. I can't, can't deny that. So, you know what I was thinking? <laughs> I had to mention this to Ian um, is when I was watching that documentary about the rise of Skywalker, JJ yeah. Abrams actually mentioned that his favorite scene in the prequels, I forget if it was all Star Wars, but definitely the prequels was the Darth Plagueis oh, uh, scene that Ian always that's right. about his yep. favorite scene. Yeah. And yep. so, yeah, you got to watch a documentary, man. Well, that's that's awesome, and and I mean, it's it's that's one of those things where it doesn't surprise me because when you look at what happens inside of the Rise of Skywalker, I mean, a lot of it's it's kind of like a a McClunky sort of exposition as to how we get there. But when you go back and you look at that scene, you understand, okay. If he was a fan of that scene, I understand how we get to Palpatine's return. Mm, which is exactly so. what you mentioned before we, like, months ago when we were talking about what you mentioned that when we were recording that episode. That that I, know, I thought that, uh, I thought J.J. Yeah. Abrams was, was, like, listening to the podcast or something, because he was like, it's like the best setup ever that's never paid off. And I think Ian and I kind of mentioned that exact thing. <laughs> it was like, you mentioned, setup. Yeah, you mentioned that exact yeah. thing, which is why you, you enjoyed it so much more than, I think, the, the rest of us, or at least... At least that part of it was definitely something that that stood out for you. And when I, that's exact yeah. minute, Mike, I completely forgot about that. I saw that the other yeah. day too, and I go, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I mean, obviously, yeah. Abrams was listening to this podcast because it was Mike, recorded before. Mike, but, he was yeah. he was listening anyway. Yeah, yeah. He, he was listening in spirit. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree with that. But also, I mean, we all have little ways that we would tweak it to kind of make it even better. And how how yeah. can we make this better? And and yeah. I think that's kind of where. I would have liked, like, I understood that reference. That's kind of like the Captain America thing, right? Like, I understood that mm -hmm. reference. 
but like I don't think the general audience is really going okay. I, I like th- there wasn't enough of a connective tissue between that moment and the beginning of Rise of Skywalker or even the plot itself. Whereas yeah. I thought like maybe a little bit more exposition, but I know it was a high octane like fast paced action kind of movie, but I think a little bit more detail as to like maybe how he he got it from plague is or you know what i mean like a little bit more because we we really only have that one scene to stand on in revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. that's true yeah easy to miss and stuff so. i mean you get you get monahan's dopey line we've mentioned it before he, yeah. he says it in one line it's like dark magic cloning things only the sith knew or something like that it's yeah like, it's like okay, oh my god he, <laughs> he's in the documentary and it's funny because it's like his when they talked to him, it's just about how desperately he wanted his character's name to be mentioned in the movie, and he was, like, trying really hard, and he was saying how important <laughs> it is to get his character's name mentioned in the movie, and I was just like, oh, man. Well, like, Beaumont? What was it? Was it yeah, Beaumont? Like, yeah, something like that. I guess they say it once, and he was like, this is funny. Yeah, when um, uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter it. gets shot towards the end of the movie, yeah, she yells his name to, to help him. I think that's it. Uh-huh. I mean, when, when that that's one of the biggest pack. fixes I would have had for that for for the Rise of Skywalker. Would just give Rose all of his lines, all of his yeah. scenes. Like, yeah. we oh, don't yeah. need Mister Beaumont in in no. Star Wars. He, no. Rose is in the documentary more than the actual movie. It's sad. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's true. I feel bad. Like, did her dirt? They did that character dirty. Sure. Again, yeah. like Abrams can do what he wants, but I just thought it was interesting when they were doing like Star Wars Celebration in Chicago and Abrams is doing the panel and he's like, Yeah, like if there's one thing I can thank uh, Ryan Johnson for, it's just for the character Rose. Like, like he's trying to be all yeah, like, the character politically correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. It's like, sure, yeah, you're really so much time, but yeah. yeah. Proof is in the yeah. pudding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, man, guys. More Star Wars, holy! Oh geez. man, when we, when we get started on Star Wars, it's, there's no end. It's hard to stop, yeah. So, yeah. but we'll, well stop. stop. Well, yeah, we, 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 we can stop. But like, what, what, let's just go around and just say, like, if there's one thing you're looking forward to in Star Wars now that it's kind of the Skywalker saga is wrapped. Like, is there one thing that's kind of like, oh, I, I really question. look forward to this? Well, it's easy to say the Mandalorian for sure because I think we all enjoyed it a lot. Um, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking yeah. Mandalorian season two. Um, yeah. I heard Bob they Fett's say that it's back. still coming on time, so yeah, yeah, and I think, and I, I think personally, I think that was set up um, inside of the the Tatooine episode. I think that there's something there where if you go back and watch the mm-hmm. sort of about the assassin and like at the very yeah. end, someone approaches her, you can kind of put the connect the dots, right? Yeah, um, they just like see their feet, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and for me, it would be the uh, Obi Wan series. I think I think that oh, would be yeah, call. pretty cool. Call. I did say that out loud to to when we were watching it. I was like, oh, I can't wait till they have his show. I just said that yeah. in the middle of watching episode three. It was it's just is that for you too, Dave? Because I would have guessed Dave, you would be the Ryan Johnson trilogy. It would be yours. Uh, it is, but I'm just, I it, it is that, but I still like at, at this point. It, is that even happening? Like I don't even know if it is. Yeah, it's sort of anymore, like Lucy right? on the like, table, like. The same really? way, like yeah. Josh Trank was supposed to do a Star Wars movie, right? like it never yeah. happened. Like, <laughs> all that stuff. Like, if if that is still confirmed, that's still going to be the one that's probably going to going to get me for sure. Um, but I, I'm just going to be cautiously optimistic about the fact that it may or may not even happen. You know, mm, I would say assume yeah. all everything on the table will happen. We'll, 
you would look it would be the thing you were looking forward to the most right yeah if it if it is officially still on the table that would that would be there although i enjoyed mandalorian so much that that might even or maybe just because it's closer and i know that it's coming for sure that might be why it's top of the list but um, otherwise yeah sucker for baby yoda for me it's gotta be yeah yeah I know. Mandalorian Jeez. season two is going to be incredible. They also oh, that, have like a Cassian end or like almost oh, like a prequel yeah, series coming out. <laughs> no interest in that. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> but hey, if, it can, if, if it can flesh out his character from Rogue One, because like I really like Rogue One, but one thing I would have to say is like you don't really know much about the characters inside of Rogue One. No. No. Yeah, no. Okay. Well, I mean, that's, I think that's probably either way for all of us. So, <laughs> well, if, if you go back and you watch the prequel trilogy, if there's one kind of sneaky plant that they placed there and could pay off in the Obi Wan series is Joel Edgerton because he plays uh, young Owen Lars. So, I mean, if they oh, yeah, brought him right. back in the series and somehow made like flesh out that character too with the same actor, oh, that'd yeah. be really cool. Right, right. That would be there has to be some sort of connection there if that show is going to happen, right? Like there has to be um, something there that that links to episode four. So, oh yeah, I, I, I have like I don't want to get into it, keep Thomas Wars too much, but I do have kind of like story concerns about that series. Like I I I don't think it's supposed to be like you know the Jedi died and Obi Wan went into exile and nothing really happened and so the empire took over until luke came and then they're going to fill it up with all this exciting stuff that happened it seems like mm-hmm. reconning a lot of a lot of it and especially mm-hmm. that that's my only issue i mean they keep doing things that are messing with the time period of the original trilogy and i really really wish they would just leave it alone and tell new stories like i, I keep saying it but like they should like i think you're gonna get your wish with regards to the next films that they come out with like they're gonna take a little a break and then come back with like all new stuff from a completely different yeah exactly everything every movie that came out had to like still be in that same like the the time is long and the universe is big but they're focused on this like small period a relatively small period of time in this one corner of the galaxy Um, it's probably like an ip thing i'm guessing you know they it's an executive's decision, most likely, but I really wish they would just be bold and tell like brand new new stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think we're we'd all kind of enjoy that at the same time as look, looking at these other ones that are uh, that we're still sort of mentioning that we're excited for, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and I mean your um, your concerns yeah. with regards to story are very valid, but the reason why I'm oh, yeah. so looking forward to this Obi Wan series is because of the you know when we talk about the prequels. A lot of the times it's like, oh, how cheesy was it and whatnot. But like, Ewan McGregor is such a great actor and like he brought such a great character oh, he was in Star great, Wars. Yeah. So it's like, I want to see him have like one last ride with the character, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, yeah. and on top of that, there is a bit of a story behind the original trilogy where it's like Obi Wan once thought as you did when Vader's talking about him already as Vader. So it's like, is there something there? Could we have Vader involved? Um, where it's like they have one last encounter or something. Maybe. Oh, we will well, see. We'll, we'll give you the writing credits then, Ian. <laughs> I don't have any good ideas. I just want to watch it. So. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, I mean, That's everyone it. loves the, the Vader scene inside of Rogue One, right? So if we get even yes. a moment with Vader inside of that series, yeah. it would be so that was cool. such a sick oh, way they to can't help themselves. Yeah, I love that. They will. Yeah, they will do it. Yeah, they can't help themselves. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. um okay so um in the meantime mike where's everyone going to be able to follow us before we um right uh see these star wars uh, properties come back uh, it's back in or it's day back in sorry day back in on social media 
and the podcast is called Back in My Day. Find it on your podcast app of choice. Yes, and if you want to watch us uh, play a few games, sometimes I'm going to have the old, uh, I'm going to try and release some sort of like rough estimate of a schedule. So Back in My Day games on Twitch, and sometimes we get to play um, some Call of Duty Warzone in the evening. So watch out for that as well. we'll see I was just going to say, that's first. one of the other games I've been watching on the, on the Twitch channel is, uh, is some of the great great matches you guys have had. And we both have, we've all come across some wins over the last couple of days. So yes. that's, that's yeah. Nice. yeah, exactly. Right now we just have to uh, do, it, do it again. Take another two months to do it again. <laughs> yeah. well, we said on a previous episode, quarantine goal was to win Warzone. We've, we've all accomplished that now, so... We've accomplished yeah. it, yeah. There exactly. we go. We're we're oh. winning quarantine, <laughs> <laughs> guys. We won. Yeah, take that coronavirus. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's uh, all it takes. One for us. <laughs> I just picture us like rising up in the helicopter, a a, 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 a mist of corona cloud, rising above it all. We've defeated it. <laughs> <laughs> we we virtually won. Yay! We did it, guys. Yeah, can't win in the real <laughs> world. So we're. Real quick on Warzone, go to loadout. What's your what's your weapon? What are you taking? What are you taking about? Oh, uh, right now I like the uh, MP5 and seven, and then like one of the snipers along with it. Oh, those are great choices. I'm gonna go with the uh, M4A1 with the ther- uh, thermal hybrid scope. Ooh, I'm also doing M4A1, and I think the Bison. Um, oh yeah, 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 that one too. Yeah, there we go. And I like right. I like multiple Any weapons. Yeah. Those are the winning weapons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Maybe I don't know what I was using. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. <laughs> Close quarters. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, all right, guys. Uh, thanks for joining me. Thanks everyone for listening. We will uh, update you again in the next week. Everybody, stay safe. Wash your hands. And uh, again, thank you for staying home, being safe, and thank you to the healthcare and essential workers out there as well. Talk to everyone soon. I don't want to freak anyone out, but I think we just made a Star Wars movie. Action! I just have one goal, which is to make the most powerful Star Wars movie I possibly can. It's nice, right? Yeah. You like it? I love it.